Hi guys and welcome to the Desi Dutch. This is your host Amjre today with a uh, a very very special guest. I know I say very special guest every single time, but this time I actually genuinely have a very special guest because this is our first non-Desi that we have Desi guest we have on the show. So we have Lazifa today from Azerbaijan with us. Uh Lazifa is a teacher and she's been in Baku for a few years. We met in Turkey and uh, she's going to be telling us how she's uh, like holding up in lockdown in baku and uh, how generally it is to be a teacher in this time period and uh, i i'm really looking forward to this conversation so lazifa welcome to desi dutch thank you so much hi i'm actually very honored to be like the first in that case international person here and, like i was actually so surprised when you messaged me i was like oh how humbling that you want to talk to me that's awesome really yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely i think it's a, it's all about mutual so like uh, i've been asking everybody uh, like uh, throughout my mutuals and like you know what get me guests get me guests cuz i'm running out of people that i know so swas actually said swas said hey have you interviewed someone in azerbaijan i said no i haven't actually he's like why don't you interview lazifa she's also a teacher and i was like yeah that's a good idea so i'll go I, i'll ask awesome. yeah and it's really interesting yeah it's really interesting for me because you're a teacher so that's really something i really wanted to yeah. like discuss uh, today so just before we start anything just an introduction who who's lazifa what does she do how is lazifa doing in the lockdown etc etc Yeah, well, I do teach. I teach English, but I work in a private course. So it affects us slightly different than normal schools, but I've been living in Azerbaijan for almost 3 years, like post-graduation as you know, and I started teaching pretty much as soon as I got here and it's a private course, you know, we work 6 days a week, we go, we teach and then after all of this happened, everything really changed and you just have to adjust to online teaching, which is so new. I mean it's I've never done online teaching before and you just had to adapt like how to deal with homework how to deal with assignments so that was quite a process but again I do think that we have it easier than schools because yeah. schools I mean you have older teachers who have very little knowledge of technology oh my god they can't even adjust um and they also have like lots of big groups like 20 30 people whereas in my case I tend to teach like one or two students every hour All right. Morning, Julia. Oh, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like uh before we get into this uh, whole teaching thing because of course I would want to know about everything, uh the pros and the cons and everything, but before we get into that, uh I want to know about uh, the lockdown. So how long have you been in the lockdown? Uh it's it's almost a month and a half here. Uh so how's okay. it going there? I mean, I would say that our country reacted like our government reacted very quickly. I'm proud to say that. I actually mm-hmm. checked the statistics today like before you called me just yeah. to be really sure. I didn't want to give any wrong information, <laughs> but until now we've had 21 deaths and something slightly over 1600 cases and already like over 1000 have recovered. So like I think they've really like the measures prove I mean have been very effective till now. The first thing they did honestly was just shut down the schools. I mean they shut down the schools essentially if I'm not mistaken around the 3rd of March. Oh, that was the first thing. And I remember when they did that even I was one of those people who was a bit like is that really necessary because at that time we probably only had like 5 10 cases not more. Yeah. So it was kind of like oh that's strange like they're reacting so quickly. And then within a week they're like okay well you should start working from home. They started shutting down offices and things like that and on by now like we've been on SMS permission system as well so it's been over 2 weeks it's been like maybe 3 weeks or something that we have to ask for permission to leave our houses by sending an SMS and we have only 2 hours every day oh interesting I mean, yeah very strict measures oh those are very very strict measures because uh, generally here in Holland 
and in Germany, because apparently Germany is almost recovered. Holland is still mm-hmm. doing a little bit worse. Uh, Germany mm-hmm. has more than, I think, 150,000 cases or something. And wow. uh, they only have uh, 2,000 deaths uh, compared, to, mm-hmm. compared to everybody else. That's very, very yeah. less. So yeah. they've really managed to flatten the curve. They're actually planning to open up everything now because they're like, we've done it. Uh, but in Germany and Holland, we don't have strict measures. It's so weird. I've interviewed so many guests yeah. and everyone is talking the same thing. Uh, in France, yeah. you have to get a paper and go outside mm-hmm. in Spain and Italy and in, in Azerbaijan, you have to SMS. Yeah. Here, yeah. everybody's outside, no issue. But it's just that people are just already used to it. Uh, no one comes close to anybody else. So when I go mm-hmm. running outside, when I'm running and someone sees me that I'm running towards them, they automatically uh-huh. shift a bit to the left or shift to the wow. right. And so it's never been that strict for us. It's just work from home. Restaurants are closed, public places are closed, but uh, mm-hmm. you are you are your own people. You shouldn't be dumb about it. So they yeah. really kept that open for us. And there are a lot of people who are dumb about it, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, definitely, and I think that's part of why. Sorry to cut you off. I think that's part of why they have this SMS system to begin with, because. And it's not just in our country, it's in a lot of countries where they start off with relatively like casual measures, but then people don't take them seriously. I mean, one of the first things was about encouraging people to, you know, stay at a distance, encouraging people to work from home. Like they started with very basic measures other than closing schools. But then eventually it reached a point where people were all flocking to the boulevard and you would have these big groups, you know, supposedly getting fresh air and whatnot. But there are all these big groups hanging out with each other, people going to each other's houses in big groups, you know, like people were still not taking it seriously. And so then the government was like, well, you know what, we're just going to roll out this SMS system. Yeah, and you know, now really it's very empty outside. Well, actually, I guess, uh, lenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's amazing because the way you said it is, it is app like uh, in this in this podcast, I always like to bring everything back to Pakistan because usually the people mm-hmm. I interview are Pakistani. Yeah. So uh, in Pakistan, the same thing is happening. Like the government asked for lockdown. They shut down companies. They shut down everything. Everyone's working from home. But I asked my mom and she's out. Out every other day and she's like oh uh-huh. i went for shopping i went for this i'm like mom can't you stay at home and she's like yeah but what will i do at home there's nothing for me to do at home and i'm like you know people yeah. like you are the reason exactly. that governments are coming up with these kind of things because here in germany in holland people are not giving the government a reason yeah. to do this but if you go to the us if you go to the uk if you go to any other place yeah. in the world people are just like you know what we want to hang out you can't stop yeah. us even in italy it was the worst place to be in in, the, in this mm-hmm. time uh, I interviewed a guy here and he said by legally, legally, it's allowed for six people to be in the house, even within a lockdown wow. time, because that's just the culture of Italy. You know, we can't mm-hmm. tell people to be separated from each other. Six people in a house. Mm-hmm. I said, you're not really containing the virus. If, for example, I wow. meet different six people every single time. It's just mm-hmm. weird. Same with Pakistan. We are so culturally uh, like intertwined with each other that we can never expect to be less than five to eight people in the house my yeah. friend sends me snaps <laughs> and he says oh it's, <laughs> it's it's tambola night or antakshiri night these are like singing nights in which okay. we we all sing together as family you know like oh, uh, wow. uh charades and stuff and then i saw yeah. him with a snap there were like 20 people in his house i'm like dude wow. <laughs> isn't it supposed to be a lockdown he's like dude no one yeah. cares." <laughs> i don't get it honestly like i have seen some people on instagram like various countries and cities and there'll be like 15 people having drinks in someone's house or like I don't know, just hanging out somewhere. And I just don't get it because that's the whole point where, where it's not about going to each other's houses. It's about just <laughs> staying at home. What has yeah. been your record, by the way? What has been like the longest time that you haven't left your house? 
Uh, for me, uh, like uh, as I said, like for me, it's not really that strict here. I've I've been I've been stuck here for what almost one and a half month, but I go running every other day. Like every other day, I go out to run and then I come back. But yeah, mm-hmm. my longest stretch of not meeting people is a lot. So I only the only person I've been meeting in this whole one and a half month are I think two people. One is my girlfriend. Yeah. He visits me a lot, and other than that, it's a friend of mine who's my neighbor, uh, who we yeah. both like. We both walk walk like three meters away from each other, do <laughs> <laughs> around, and then we come back. Yeah. Other than that, I've not met anybody physically. Uh-huh. It's all online, so I'm like yeah. that social isolation part is going well for me, but uh, staying at home really doesn't work. I go for groceries, go for running. Yeah. So, it's, what about you? So, tell us your routine. Uh, what does Lazifa do in normally in a day? How since <laughs> you've been out? You know, to be honest, because of my work schedule, I don't normally leave my house much because usually I have like a work home type of routine. So after all of this started and after we had to be at home, like my life hasn't changed much in terms of socialization because honestly, like until all of this happened with the virus, I wouldn't really see my friends more than maybe once a week on average. Sometimes I could go like 10 days or something without seeing my friends because everybody's so busy with their work, with their personal lives and their family. So I think for me, the biggest adjustment adjustment has just been uh, having such a sedentary lifestyle. I mean, I'm just working every single day. I'm working six days a week online and I've set up like my own temporary home office it, literally in the middle of the living room. I have like this separate desk and I had to, I even bought a desk chair for myself and we had to bring a whiteboard from the office. So it's like, you know, taking it really seriously, but Every single day, it's the same routine. You wake up, we have a meeting, then we teach for a few hours, then we have a meeting again after we teach. And it's, this continues for six yeah. days. And Sundays yeah. are the only days when I'm actually free to do what I want to do. So this yeah. is the I try to get some chores done, like clean around the house and stuff. But yeah, it's just been like sitting, sitting, sitting for hours yeah. and hours. Yeah, but like, uh, how is the work-life balance going? Because a lot of things that people complain about with the concept of working from home is that the lines get really blurry. You know, yeah. your brain doesn't really understand because when you were uh, physically leaving the office, your brain understands it's shut off time. Absolutely. Leaving my office, so now I can chill. But here, your laptop is always with you. Uh, some Absolutely. people also use laptop to use Netflix or stuff. So you can always yeah. just get your work mail or you can just see your Slack channel opening up. So how yeah. are you handling that? How are you, uh, is, is that bothering you? You know, I, I've been telling people that I think I actually feel like I'm working more now in a way yeah. because I feel like you have to control more things, especially teaching online. So it's like you just have like more measures. I mean, you have to see like, are they doing what they need to be doing? Like, are they being serious during their lessons? And I don't know, with the meetings and everything and for the manager to handle all teachers online and stuff, it's, it's a bit more work in some way. It's really odd. And plus, again, because my home office is in the living room, there's a TV. And so in the evenings when my mom is watching TV, I like, although I'm supposed to be grading homework and stuff indirectly, I'm distracted and I start watching TV. And so I end up sitting at my desk for far more than I should be because I'm not as efficient. Yeah. You know, so all those things too, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. That makes sense. Actually for me, it's actually the opposite. I've been much more productive here than I've been in the office because uh, we work, uh, I'm, I'm an analyst. So for me, it's more about like coding and visualizations. So in yeah. the office, people grab you a lot and they're like, Hey, so what do you think about this? Oh, can you get me this report? I can you do this here. I'm just working my tasks and I get done really, really fast. So it's much, much more productive for me, but I agree with you. My lines are so blurry because uh, yeah. sometimes you, I want to study online. 
So mm-hmm. I also study online every now and then. Mm-hmm. So when I'm studying online, I suddenly go like, you know what? Maybe I'll try this code or I'll try this visualization in my work right now. So I'll open up my work file and I'll just start working on it. And suddenly two hours have gone at nine in the night and I'm working. Yeah. And I'm like, Shit, I shouldn't be working right now. So yeah, it, exactly. it, it's really difficult uh, like to like keep that distance. I, a lot of things my, uh, my colleagues tell me is like, oh, you should still get up in the morning, shower, brush, mm-hmm. get ready and start off your day, change your clothes. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. I, my, my meeting uh-huh. is 10 a.m. Uh-huh. is my meeting. And when I used to go to work, I live in Eindhoven and I had to go to Amsterdam. So yeah. I, it's a commute of one and a half hour. So yeah. whenever I would wake up, I had to wake up at 6.37 with my daily wow. routine of running and everything and everything. And I'll be at the office by 9.45. Now the meeting is at 10 and I wake up at 9.55, put on this cap <laughs> and then I just go into the meeting. And my, my boss goes like, well, couldn't you just wake up a little bit early? I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to you guys. When the meeting is done, I'm going to go freshen up, wash my face, brush my teeth, <laughs> and I'm going to start working. I'm not going to do this earlier than necessary. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's very, very different uh, how it works. So like, so your lockdown is going well. Uh, you are, you said you pointed out that your mom is in the house with you. So it's, yeah. it's you and your mom or your sister is there with you as well. well actually, we're, we're quite a big family in the sense yeah. that it's my parents, my sister and my grandmother, actually, like my, my paternal grandmother. Yeah. So we're basically five people living here. And in that case, that's part of the reason why you don't tend to feel lonely because anyway, like I share a bedroom with my sister and you know, we're twins, we're the yeah. same age and interest. So like I can always chat with her. And plus like I'm always chatting online, like whenever I'm free and what's up with my friends but yeah we're five people here and my dad is still working so although most companies most organizations and stuff have closed down and they've been closed for a while now in my dad's case with his profession he has to go to work so it also depends where your work is yeah. uh, especially if it's like governmental institutions so he's still going into work five times a week as per usual but my, my mom is a housewife in that sense yeah. so not much has changed from my mom. That's yeah. well, pretty um, interesting. So like, this is really, uh, the, the reason I asked this kind of question is like, Hey, uh, how many people are in the household? Because usually when you go out, you have your own space. Uh, maybe you stay outside, you go with your friends, you try to like chill out a little bit right now, but here everyone is like right next to you. So you wake up, you see their face. <laughs> so how are you handling it? How are you handling it? You know, like, thank God my, my family is like really understanding though. Cause uh, for instance, um, the living room, I mean, nobody enters the living room while I'm there. So like on average uh, from after maybe like nine 30 in the morning till at least seven, 8 PM, basically nobody enters that room because they know that I'm working. They know that I don't want any noise. And so in that case, like I, I'm pretty productive there, but in terms of like just personal space, it is hard because I mean, where can you escape to? Cause like everybody has their own corner in the house. And again, because I share a bedroom with my sister. So you're basically just always within these walls, just yeah. rotating. And sometimes it's like, you want to make a phone call and it's like, somebody's in that room, somebody's in that room. And you're like, should I just go to the bathroom? Like, where should I just talk on the phone? You know? So it's, it's a bit of a challenge, but that has nothing to do with the lockdown or anything. That's kind of always been like that just because of the circumstances. Yeah. Generally, like for us, like uh, for us Desi people, uh, families get to get a little bit overbearing in time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what we are. We usually go out after work. Uh, we would come home, spend time with the family, have some dinner. Yeah. And then after dinner, for me, at least when I was in Pakistan, every day I would go out for tea with my friends because I would need yeah. a, an escape. And when I ask all of my friends who are in Pakistan, who, who are living with family, and I talk to them about this, they all go like, yeah. oh, you have no idea. We feel like someone's going to kill someone in this lockdown. You know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> Something yeah. is going to happen because it's just, yeah. it's so overbearing because we are large families the whole time. As you said, it's the same with you, five people, six people, eight people in the same house. And it's just, 
family and us families like moms are usually as you said housewives and uh, like our grandparents are there and everyone just wants to watch a lot of bollywood so there's a lot of drama involved yeah. <laughs> you know it's a lot of fun to just argue the whole time discuss and yeah. then everything just blows out of proportion every now and then but yeah so how's how's like life and like in general as a teacher now i want to bring bring it back to your job because that's the most important part i think like as a teacher what what are you in the pits the pits and the falls like the pitfalls and the benefits of uh teaching online versus teaching in the office do you see a difference do you see your students struggling what what is your personal take on working from home and stuff like that yeah those are very good questions i mean you know everything is changing i i would say that one of the difficulties at least based on my observations looking at my students is just this lack of face-to-face communi -face communication a lot of my students are constantly complaining that they're really bored because you know azerbaijan's mentality i mean uh, it's not teenagers like in europe you know like teenagers in europe they go out from a very young age and they don't really have curfews they can do what they want but here we like teenagers they don't go out much if they do it's like to go to the cinema to the park you know and they're usually home quite early and so like coming to the course and having these lessons was an opportunity for them to just meet some new people and just to be out of their homes and just do something a bit different whereas now they're always at home and so they're kind of struggling with that i mean they're really bored and i know they've set up their own group chats and they're trying to have their own like conversations and whatnot uh, but I would say that that's one of the disadvantages for sure. And again, just also just considering our usual lifestyle here, it's kind of an escape for them to go to these courses and just to meet young people and hang out with their peers. Um, but otherwise, in terms of me as a teacher, I would say that it's been kind of harder to control my students in a way because, yeah, okay, granted, we obviously always must have our cameras on, like all my students, they join with the camera. Um, but still, you know, they're at home and like, you know, they're sitting comfortably in their pajamas and like, it's just not the same approach because one thing is like physically leaving your home and getting dressed and being somewhere like in an institution or course or something. Whereas another thing is you're at home and like your mom is watching TV or somebody's calling <laughs> someone or I don't know if you have a pet or something. So I would say that maybe in that sense, it's been a little bit like less formal or less, I don't know, serious in some way. But I think it's also just a matter of time and adaptation. Like in the beginning, it was strange. It was stressful. But now I think I've gotten the hang of it. And my students have gotten used to it. And we're all just hoping for the best. Um, but again, I think it also largely depends on what you're teaching. Um, in our case, like we already had some online tests, just part of the way that our course functions and our course program and everything. So we kind of already had online materials. And, you know, obviously the kids like teenagers and stuff still have their textbooks. It's OK. But I know there are other subjects. Like, for example, I know that there are some teachers teaching music, for instance, like in how to play instruments. They're struggling a lot because it's very different teaching an instrument just on camera because it's better if you're like physically next to that student or I don't know, maybe something like math. I think it would be easier if you were there like solving with the kids. So I think that also plays a role. It depends what you're teaching, how many students you have those things matter too. Definitely, definitely. I think it's wonderful what you're talking about because uh, this is, uh, for me, uh, I see a very big change in lifestyle coming in due to COVID-19. Like uh, I'll, I can see a lot of people would be working from home now. Uh, mm -hmm. I, for my case, that's definitely true. We were allowed to work once a week and I'm yeah. going to be pushing for at least twice a week now. Uh, if, yeah. Even if things go normal, I'm like, hey, you know what? Exactly. So it works. We're still productive. Exactly. So I would prefer to work from home so I can get some long weekends, maybe leave the country, mm -hmm. go with my girlfriend somewhere, stay there. Exactly. 
work there. It's fine for me. I don't mind working on vacations because for me, vacations is just supposed to be a change of scenery. I don't need to travel. Yeah. Like I don't need to like, oh, I need to wake up and see these landmarks and do these kind of things. I just want to have good <laughs> food. I want to have good food and I want to have a change of scenery. So if that if that way I can work, I don't mind. I told my girlfriend that, hey, for me, the best case would be for four months, uh, we take a sabbatical. So I work remotely, but for four, mm-hmm. four weeks and four months, we go down uh, into South America. And we travel wow. down in South America for four months. We won't have any money issues because the money, the job will be still on. The money will be coming in. Wow. So that'll be really interesting. So yeah, so for work and for school uh-huh. as well, like uh, you can see a big change coming into online classes. Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of online classes. I think since I graduated, even before I graduated in uh, Bilkent, in my last year, I used to take courses from Coursera and Udemy. I did yeah. courses online. I did uh, an- analytical courses online. And it's just so much easier for me as a student, mm-hmm. I personally love it. I can sp- mm-hmm. speed up the course to two x, and I can get by the content really, really fast. Yeah. It's it's just it's for me. It's been uh, like uh, I love this. Uh, I see it's a blessing in disguise. Uh, this this COVID nineteen mm-hmm. because it's going to change the way conventional universities actually. That's uh, true. Yeah, because sometimes it's like uh, a friend of mine who is studying. He says, I, there's a live class on Zoom, but they record it for us as well. So I don't mm-hmm. go to the live class because I know it's two hours. And once the recording yeah. happens, I can display it on 2x speed and I can just watch it in one hour. And I'm, yeah. you, you absorb the same. I can vouch for it because I've been doing this. You can absorb the same amount of information. It's actually yeah. easier for you because your attention is always apt. When the person is speaking fast, you always go like, okay, I need to focus. Or else I'm <laughs> If the person I've is speaking slow, like if it's uh-huh. one X speed, you're going to trail off. You're going to be like, oh, shit, I'm daydreaming or something. Yeah, it's like slow and steady. Yeah. Exactly. For that. So <laughs> I think it's really wonderful how we are trying to adapt to new things. And uh, as you said, it happened with my friend as well. He's in the start, recordings were a mess. Teachers could not uh, like do stuff and everything was uh, like all glitchy, glitchy. But now yeah. one month. Oh, the internet. Oh, don't <laughs> even get started. And yeah. one month in, everything is so streamlined now they're like oh the recording is gonna go up at this time you don't even need to be there it's yes. not gonna be live anymore i already yeah. recorded over the weekend teachers mm-hmm. are really uh, uh like getting hang of how to do online courses and stuff like that and Definitely. i think it's going towards a very very positive direction because mm-hmm. online education is it breaks down a lot of barriers don't you think Definitely. like you have deep yeah it, it it helps you provide education to people who might not have physical access to your institution Exactly. And I think it also helps with commuting. I mean, obviously, students tend to waste time commuting. Like, It's not like all the students at our branch, because we have many branches around Baku. It's not like all our students live right next door. You know, some of yeah. these students are, would travel for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, especially with public transportation. Even some of my colleagues, as far as I know, would travel for like an hour. Whereas now it's that you're at the comfort of your home and you really don't waste any time. And in that case, it does help you be a bit more efficient. But I would also say that, it, oh, again, going back to the concept of like, it depends what you're teaching, because on the other hand, other than just general English, I also teach uh, IELTS and TOEFL and helping yeah. students from there. And um, yeah, like it's it's a stressful time for those students. And I actually feel kind of sorry for these high schoolers who are just about to graduate because, you know, we when we think of high school and like your senior year, we think of prom, we think of just like a senior trip or celebrations and like the whole graduation party. And it's kind of all taken away from them at the moment. Like, who knows, maybe by June, they'll be able to have it kind of delayed, perhaps. But that's like one thing that's a bit like upsetting. I, and I yeah. feel like I feel sympathy towards them, you know. 
I can only understand how sad they feel. And also there is this uncertainty about traveling because so many students have had this intention to go abroad. And even though they're still continuing with their lessons, they're still dealing with their applications and whatnot, they're not sure. And parents are starting to become a bit insecure. They're like, hmm, maybe you shouldn't go abroad anymore. Why don't you just study here? Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like their dream being taken away from them because, again, going back to the concept of our mentality, I mean, a lot of these teenagers, they see going abroad as a chance to just live their life independently and do things that maybe here wouldn't be so acceptable yeah. in terms of you know curfews and things like that and you know I feel sorry for them really I, I just I, I really always hope for the best and I keep I try to keep them motivated that like don't give up education is so important and you know everything is going to adapt accordingly worst case you'll start online and then maybe within a semester you'll have face-to-face -face lessons or something. There's still hope, you know, it's not definitely. like it's the world. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think you're right uh, with what what you talked about high school. It's just in general, I think this is uh, a new era of uh, a social, yeah. uh, a new society. And it's a thing that my uh, my colleague actually said, it was really nice what he said. He said, this is the era of 1.5 meter society. So you're not going to have yeah. concerts this year at least yeah. for the next six months you're not going to have concerts you're yeah. not going to have big gatherings you're not going to have pool parties you're not going to have yeah. uh, football gatherings everything is going to go really really far away uh, bill gates also said that no one would be really comfortable sitting next to a person in a stadium until and unless you have a vaccine that guarantees yeah. you that it's it's yeah. it's gonna help you and nothing's gonna happen so uh this year is looking really gloomy in that perspective is this it's, yeah it really is yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be iffy Kids want to study. Parents don't want to let their kids go really far away. Even my mom calls me five times a day, and she yeah. asks me, are you, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm pretty good. I'm in my home. I, I don't do anything. You know me, mom. Like, I have my PlayStation, and I can stay in the house for like weeks. I don't mind." But she um, still gets worried. She goes, "I know. I need you to stay away. I need you to wear gloves. I need you to wash yeah. your hands every time you go outside." Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's really a new era of a society that's coming out, and I'm just, I'm not really looking forward to it, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not. Because I think it's also a cultural thing. I don't know about how Azerbaijanis feel about this, but we Desi people generally are very, very, uh, you can say, proximity loving. So mm -hmm. we're touchy. We're touchy. We love sitting together. We love like yeah. having that uh, really a big batch of people sitting together and enjoying Absolutely. kind of fun. So us for us, isolation never worked. Right? I, yeah. I isolation. And I remember from my like Bill Kent years as well. I remember that like the groups were always so large and everybody would hang out with each exactly. other. Exactly. Like, yeah. Big, big groups so it's kind of hard to just take that away because it's almost like part of your culture in a way as well as part of your traditions perhaps as well and in some ways I like it's the same here because even just taking something as weddings I mean it's always about big groups it's always about inviting everybody and in fact to the point where you have to invite everybody because others might get offended and exactly. they might think like why wasn't I invited and so then you end up having like 300 400 500 people at this event and now everything is just so, I mean, just full of question marks. And I think for me, especially the worst part is just not knowing when I'm going to be able to travel again, because yeah. I work so much. And like all year, all I think about is that one time a year, usually summer when I think, okay, in summer I can travel. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah. well, okay, we're two months away from the summer, <laughs> but clearly that's not happening. And it's a bit like it's it's difficult, especially because I didn't grow up here. So like my friends and everything, everyone's abroad mostly. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard, but I got very lucky because I managed to travel in January. Oh, I traveled awesome. right before all of this happened and I was in Turkey for a whole week. So I got to see some of my friends and all. So 
I was, I mean, I feel so blessed. I'm so yeah. happy. I have yeah, same, same for me. I traveled in January to Pakistan, uh, met with my family and friends, then I went to Bali. Uh, I just oh had some God. amazing place. I was uh, like, I was just mesmerizing. And then I came back and I, and then this thing started and I was like, okay, thank God I had a retreat because then it, 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 it makes you refresh a little bit. But I think you're, you're on point with what you're saying about, it's just, it's all about question marks. Yeah. And in this time when everything is all about question marks and you don't know what's going to happen, it takes a toll on you mentally. Right. So I want to take this time right now to discuss uh, you, as you said yourself, that you don't have even have privacy in the house because you have five people in the house. There's not much mm-hmm. space. You don't even have your room. I've been there. I never had my yeah. own room. I don't, you, you even uh-huh. shared. I never even shared. I never had a room in my house yeah. back in Pakistan. It was always like we had a three bedroom place. So it would be yeah. my sister, my brother, uh, my mom and dad. That's it. I would be a nomad. I would be sitting <laughs> on the floor everywhere else. So yeah. uh, it's always been like that for me. So when, how do you think mentally, it's been one and a half month uh, for us, all of us in quarantine, mentally, how are you holding up the mental aspect of it? How you think your students are holding up? Uh, my friend told me that his students actually messaged him from time to time mm-hmm. because he was their teacher and they were feeling lonely and they just wanted yeah. to talk to someone. And he, he said yeah. that I befriended them because that's, everyone needs support at this time. So how are you holding up and how do you think uh, this all thing is going to go in line with the question marks that are happening in the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, very important topic to talk about. I think mental health is very important. And it also, like, I think this experience is teaching all of us to reach out. And I take my duty as a teacher very seriously. Like, I feel like it's important to connect to your students. And obviously, I have a bunch of students following me on Instagram. So for me, it's even something as small as just once in a while sharing positive quotes on my story, because I know that people see it, and not just my students, anybody who follows me. And I even have like this, like, um, folder on my Instagram with a bunch of positive quotes so that if anybody needs without even informing me they can just go on my profile and look at these quotes I think it's just surrounding yourself with positivity and reaching out to people and showing people that you're open you know and I've always had this approach myself whenever I'm feeling down I tend to focus on other people so I think that's kind of why being a teacher works so well for me because it's about doing something useful and having a purpose and helping out other people And by doing all of those, I kind of forget about my own worries. I kind of forget about my own problems or my anxiety or something like that. And that's kind of what's been happening now. I think mentally I've been doing a pretty good job just because I'm so busy all the time working, checking homework after, and then just winding down, playing a game on my phone or watching TV with my mom or something. And so I, I and plus just staying in touch with everybody. I think I've been video calling some people more than I did before all this happened. (laughs) And All of those things help a lot. I have my sister to talk to. But regarding my students, again, I think it again goes back to like the lifestyle as well. I think it's also harder for those people who are already used to going out all the time. And here, given that the average age group that I teach is around maybe 12, 13, up until about 17, 18, that age group here, like our families, our parents, they don't really let us go out to clubs. They don't really let us go out to parties or anything like that so it you know you still spend most of your evenings at home with your family and whatnot so it's not like they were like out that much to begin with so I, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily lonely I would say that they're just kind of bored just because they're stuck in their homes just physically because now you feel like you have to so a lot of people game and you know they're fine gaming every single day but now that you feel like you don't have a choice other than to game and to kill your time it kind of loses its appeal yeah it's so weird yeah you're right absolutely 
And I think it's just making the best of it and focusing on the small things, like even just going on the balcony. I just like love to just soak in the sunshine and have my tea in the mornings or I don't know, just putting on some music on Spotify while I'm checking some homework. So I think it's just about adjusting and doing small things every day to just to stay positive. And if not, if you're struggling, it's so, so important to reach out. Like nobody should be shy or feel like a loser or anything, you know, it's totally normal to have problems. It's normally, it's very normal that some people can handle it and some people can't. And that doesn't make you inferior. That doesn't make you weak. I feel like a lot of people have this idea that if you have problems or if you're feeling a bit depressed or whatever, then that means that you're weaker. And I completely disagree with that mentality. I I feel like it's human to have emotions and it doesn't make you any less of a person. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, you're right with, uh, we are social creatures. It's been proven by science. It's been proven in every aspect, even introverts. Like a, a, a lot of misconception people have is that, oh, in, we're introverts, so we don't need social interaction. No, that's not true. Awesome. They, yeah. They're saying it, the, it was a really good analogy a psychologist made. I read, uh, I heard in a TED talk, she said that being an introvert is like you having a small appetite. It doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't mean you still don't need food. You That's need food, but, yeah. Yeah, but you need less food than a normal person. Yeah. yeah so an introvert needs to really have good quality uh, social interactions, but yeah. it, it needs to be less. But it doesn't mean yeah. that it, it cannot it can just go away. And what you said yeah. about being forced, it's just it's such a weird trend. Like it's it's psychological, right? That you think that oh, I can be comfortable in my home and Netflix and chill the whole week when I have to go to work. But now that I don't have to go to work and I'm stuck inside, suddenly Netflix and chill is not that appealing to me just because I'm being forced to stay at home. It's just a mind shift. Like it's just a mind shift. Why do you have to think? Like it was a really good LinkedIn post. I found it funny to be honest by this guy. He said, "I'm, I'm a remote worker and I love it. And I, I, there's nothing better than what I like it. But right now, working from home is not remote working because now I don't have a choice. And that's not making it fun for me. I'm really looking forward to the fact that when all of this blows over, I can still continue my remote working. And I'm like, yeah. you're just making it complicated for no reason. Like, you know, you're yeah. just trying, to, you're just trying exactly. to create these barriers in your mind. As you said, you, need to, you don't need to have any barriers. You need to reach out. You need to accept yeah. that some things are just in your mind. And this is what I also tell people when I tell them that your mind can be your greatest asset and it also can be your greatest enemy. Absolutely. Don't let it ruin you. Think of it this as a vacation. Think of this as you winding down yourself. Don't think of this as forced on you. Whenever you feel anything is forced on you, it loses its appeal. You start feeling anxiety. You start feeling panic. And you just, everything just loses its color, right? Like Mm -hmm. when I go out running and if I look at it as a chore, I, I, it just doesn't feel nice. It just feels exactly. annoying. But if you look at it as a part of your routine and you go like, you know what I want, I'm looking forward to it. Suddenly the grass looks greener, <laughs> you know, the Absolutely. air feels sweeter and it's, the wind feels nicer and it, it all just falls exactly. into place. Right? And I love that topic actually. Like I feel like um, my mental approach towards life and just the predictability of life really changed after I graduated because I just had to come back here. So after having spent about 20 years abroad, moving here was both, pleasant and stressful and depressing all at the same time just because on the one hand I was happy to finally have the opportunity to learn more about my culture and learn more about my family and spend more time with my relatives but on the other hand I was also really just anxious because I was just thrown out of what I what was my comfort zone you know I I was always abroad I was always in an English environment I was always with my friends having full independence 
full freedom to do whatever I wanted. And then having to come here and just adapting to this mentality and approach and lifestyle was difficult. And then that's when I really started focusing on this concept of like positive affirmations, which is like every day just telling yourself like today is going to be a good day and believing it or just surrounding yourself with positive quotes or you know, just the law of attraction, the power of your mind, like all these kind of topics really started making sense to me after that period. Because I had like a few very, very difficult months in Baku. Like I was really, really down all the time. I was crying a lot. But then now I, you know, I don't struggle as much anymore just because as you said, it's all about you just enjoying it and not making such a big deal out of everything. And again it also shows you that we really can't control life we can't control the future and I think as humans we have a certain daily routine and we get used to it so then when that changes we just don't know how to deal with it but in reality like there's nothing that dictates that we must have a schedule we must have these hours this is all man-made this is all created by society if you take away the clocks if you take away the calendars what's going to happen? People are just going to do what they want whenever they want. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to wake up in the morning, have a a. 5am club and go for success. And I I think you you put it really well. I I personally feel this way as well. Like uh, I consider myself a stoic, right? Mm -hmm. So I consider myself that, okay, what is in my control is how I perceive things and uh, whatever I can do about it. And what Mm -hmm. is not in my control is it's just beyond my control so I, I don't need to think about it i can't i don't care if someone comes and slaps me i should i cannot get i, I it should not bother me that they slap me because they slap me it's not in my control what is in my control is how i yeah. react to their slap and if i mm-hmm. react to the slap negatively then i'm giving them the importance that i don't that, that they don't need right mm-hmm. so it, it's pointless so you can take that as a slap which is a relatively actually an aggressive way to put it but you can also put it in any other way but yeah. it's just the fact that you are only in charge of the perception of everything that's happening around you, not mm-hmm. everything that's happening around you. So it's not your yeah. fault that COVID happened. It's not your fault that uh, your high school graduation has been delayed. It's not your fault mm-hmm. that for me, I was planning to get married. I was planning to get engaged this year. Oh. It's not, it's not my fault. Or it's not exactly. anything like that, that, Oh no, I, it's because we were thinking, no, it's, it's, it happened. And once this blows over, we can still continue like we did. Right? Exactly. Time is a man-made construct. What are we? We're losing a few months. That's okay. A few months in the span of ninety years, eighty years, it doesn't even exactly. seem anything, right? And it but, again also really ties into the concept of how everybody feels like they have to live life in a certain way, and they have to have like they basically everybody has a certain timeline. So they think, okay, by this age I must do this. By this age I must get married. By this age I must do A, B, C. And then again, this period is teaching you that that's not how it works. It shouldn't be like that. Everybody has their own timeline and things happen in different periods for different people, for different reasons, because of different circumstances. And again, that doesn't mean that your life is less meaningful or that life has no purpose. I mean, it just means that, you know, things are happening for a reason and there are lessons to be learned and you have to adapt your values as well. And this is a time for you to learn what is important in your life, what's not, what to focus on, what not to focus on. And I remember even like in my um, senior year at school for a yearbook, we had to choose a quote. I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, it was a quote from Maya Angelou. If I'm not mistaken, I probably butchered her name. Mm-hmm. But basically, the concept of the quote was that, you know, if something happens in your life, um, you have to you have to think either, you know, can you change it? Yes or no. If you can change it, do that. If you can't change it, then just adapt and focus on your mindset. I mean, obviously, that's not the exact quote, but that's just the meaning of the quote. And again, that's something that I've been like basically thinking and believing in for years now. 
And I tell that to my students all the time as well. So even when they're feeling re really demotivated or lost about their future plans or university applications, I just tell them that, you know, it doesn't mean that it's over. You just have to be positive and just change your plans and adapt. There is no tragedy in that. But definitely, definitely. Very well said. So now we're moving on to the end of the of the whole segment. And uh, here we just generally want to, as we start the conversation by knowing who Lazifa is and what she does, we want to end the same way about what Lazifa does and what Lazifa likes. So what are you streaming these days? What are you listening to these days? What are you reading these days? Anything that lets us listeners, lets our listeners know uh, who is Lazifa and what is her likes and dislikes? <laughs> well, my life nowadays, other than revolving around my students and my job, also revolves around my guinea pigs. I have a pet. <laughs> oh, and, you still have them, right? Is yeah, he's from university. Old. Exactly, oh, the same no. one, my traveler. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so he's turned six years old this year, and like his cage is in the living room. So when I teach, I, he sometimes like disturbs my lessons because he starts <laughs> begging for food. So I spend a lot of time with him, and then I've been keeping up with Survivor Turkey on Turkish TV channel with my mom. I watch that sometimes. I don't read. I haven't been reading for a long time just because I'm reading essays all the time. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> essays and whatnot. It's just like my brain is overloaded by text and by vocabulary. I just I can't be bothered to touch yeah. my books. But yeah, I don't know. Life has been around my baking as well. So I've been keeping up a baking blog for a couple of years. Couple yeah, yeah. Still still going strong with that. Yeah, I remember, it's still yeah. going. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, so I'm a very ordinary person. Not too many interesting things about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's yeah. good enough. Survivor, Turkish, uh, the Turkish series of Survivor is a recommendation by Lazifa if any one of you is interested in watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Turkish TV. Uh, I, I'm actually a big fan of Spanish TV for some reason. I don't know, maybe it's the, oh, nice. it's the impact of Netflix, but uh, Spanish TV series are just out of this world. Uh, the yeah. the coordination, the cinematography, everything is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm loving it. But yeah, for me, Netflix has been the only thing that I've been doing, <laughs> nothing else. But yeah, thank you so yeah. much, Lazifa. And uh, it was thank you very much wonderful. for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, very catching happy. up with you was amazing. Uh, getting to yeah, know you more. So nice to actually see you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It's actually good. We've, we've been what in Bilkan for four years, and uh, we yeah. would rarely get time, seldom get time to actually talk to each other like this, uh, because it's just in university, everyone is just in their own thing, and everything is busy yeah. so it's really nice to actually catch Lazifa right now and just spend some good half an hour with her and get to know her more and hopefully hopefully you have more fun with your students and uh, it all blows over so that you can travel uh, I still think I uh, so. that's my number one goal <laughs> like my as soon as I can travel I told my parents like I don't care that's the first thing I'm doing I don't need anything <laughs> else I'm gonna travel yeah I'm also looking forward to it because there's so many places which you find uh, right now everything is like dead cheap Right, yes. I'm, I'm seeing return prices to the US, 200, return prices to Vietnam, 300, 400. Is this, I'm like, well, this is cheap. Is this very, very cheap for us? But yeah, so like, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I hope you. to catch you anywhere else. Maybe, maybe preferably so when too. we're traveling somewhere and we just actually exactly. just run into each other. <laughs> exactly, that'll be awesome. That's the cool thing of having friends abroad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're over in Holland, you know you have a friend here and you can and always likewise, visit yeah, yeah definitely. I actually want to visit Baku. Baku has been uh, the like the premium destination for Pakistanis these days for some reason. Uh, yeah. Like it, it was Turkey a few years ago, but mm -hmm. in the past two, three years, it's always Baku. In my work when I was there, my, my colleagues always talked about, I want to go to Baku. I'm like, but what is in Baku? I don't know any, anything about Baku. So I'll I was take like, you yeah. around. Don't worry. Like Suvas <laughs> has been here before. He probably yeah, told so us. Trust me, like there's lots 
to do here, lots to see. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Wait, wait. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you all had uh, as much fun as we did uh, catching up and just discussing the importance of mental health amongst other things. So I'll, uh, this was, I don't even remember the days. I stopped counting. So this was just another conversation amongst the lockdown people. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening.